Have you ever seen 36 throw it to 99 back to 36? Buddy, only in Charlottesville, Virginia. I was so proud when we made bad beats. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope everybody's not feeling too bloated and uh, disgusting and tired and sluggish and hungover. There is one cure for that. Well, there's a few cures, but you could just drink again. I uh, I am recording this on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday evening, sorry. No, Wednesday evening? Holiday weeks run together. It is Wednesday evening. We just, I didn't want to work uh, the rest of the week, so... I had Stanford Steve on today. We picked the entire slate of NFL games. Um, tune in for that. But first things first, uh, check and see how Macon and I did on this week's Thursday night time machine. It's the Thanksgiving edition. So we'll have Macon and then Stanford Steve, bunch of picks. That's what this pod's all about uh, for Thursday and for Sunday. And again, reminder, I got to go to the Waffle House as it stands right now. So I, I better have done well. Uh, on Thursday Night Time Machine. Hope you all had a good one. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Okay, Thursday Night Time Machine. Special Thanksgiving edition. Um, Macon has been gracious enough to, I guess you, this is technically, this is part of the game though, Make, even though it's Thanksgiving, it's Thursday. Dude, yeah, it's Thursday. I said to you multiple times, how about we do Thanksgiving games to give you a shot at this because you're down seven to one. Yeah. That's the only way it would be compelling down the stretch. And you were like, LOL, nah, I'm good. I know I'm going to lose LMAO. I'm good. LMAO. Nah. You don't like the LMAO, do you? You're not a big nah. LMAO. I've actually adopted it and it's because of you, but I use it. I feel like some people look at me because I'm a big LOL guy and they're like, dude, stop texting like a teenager. Well, I presume that you get a lot of texts and LOL is just like, I've read your text. LMAO for you is like, oh, that's kind of I actually did laugh. And then ha 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 is like, wow, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So you actually have it down. But I wasn't putting you off. It was just one of those things that like, I I don't feel like getting a handout, but it is Thanksgiving and you're helping a friend. And I'm I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for... uh, for your presence on the green light pod, make, and I know the, the listeners are. So at the very least, uh, I thought I'd indulge you and pick a couple Thursday games here. You know, why not let, let the big fella back in the competition and make it interesting down the stretch, or I'll go down nine to one or somewhere in the middle. I don't feel good about either of these. So I don't feel good about it because of the numbers game. You know, it's like you're picking, you're, you're picking two things. You got to pick the winner and you got to pick the, the numbers and, uh, I've started to take into account where you might be picking. We'll see if that strategy does anything for me. Um, all right, let's go with the first one. What are you more confident in? I guess the second one. All right, hit me with the score of the second game. Dallas, 30. Washington, 20. Ooh, nice. Okay, I feel I feel okay about this. I think it goes 24-20 Dallas. <laughs> Zeke Elliott runs the ball uh, at will as he has against the Washington football team as of late. And uh, it's they eke this one out. It's ugly. They get the win. Alex Smith is the only thing holding me back, even though he's been fine. I think Antonio Gibson's really good. Scary Terry is awesome. But I think Dallas on Thanksgiving, yeah, they just look good and, and put a stranglehold on that NFC beast. <laughs> they just, they're just... They're wrestling to the ground. The rest of the division is finally realizing that it's been Dallas's all along. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, so, it's so, so seven points there would be a push for yeah. you and me. Yeah, touchdown would be a push. All right. All right, so there's one I feel okay about, and this is the game I actually feel much better about, and that is at, at least from a, a betting perspective because I am, I am hammering the Texans, and I know that's probably a public pick, but... I think the over could be easy money there as well. Give me the Texans 34-26. Congratulations. You won. Congratulations. You won. I'm going Detroit Basketball Lions 27, <laughs> Houston Texans 23. 
Nice. Okay, so I just have to root for a team. Yeah, I'm doing the I'm doing the zig when you zag. I'm doing the opposite of what happened last week. All that good stuff. I've got I've got no read. You you've got no read, but you there's no pressure on you, so you can you can experiment with things like that at this juncture. One more reminder uh, before we get Sanford Steve on um, making his work in today's slang and MLS. The loser of this competition has to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. Now, one more refresher here. For every waffle I eat, it's an hour off. That's right. I'll be in there 15 minutes, dude. <laughs> it, it, that would require 24 waffles. Just I, to be could, clear. I could eat 24 waffles. How, how big are the waffles in Waffle House? They're pretty big. I don't remember because every time I'm in there, I'm drunk. I couldn't tell you. What I can tell you is that with the postponement of Thursday night's game, I um, nothing will change for me, actually. Though I like to keep Thanksgiving and Christmas separate of late on Thanksgiving night, I've turned my sights toward Love Actually, and I'll be doing that again this Thanksgiving. Love Actually. That's right. The movie with the guy from, uh, from Walking Dead. I haven't seen Walking Dead, as you might imagine, but it's a movie with lots of guys in it and gals. The guy at the window with the sign? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's from Walking Dead. He dies. Yeah, the thing I don't get about the spoiler alert crowd is uh, that Walking Dead, you've had six, six years to watch it. Rick dies. He dies. He gets eaten by a zombie. He's dead. Uh, and he was also in Love Actually, which Macon will be watching Thursday night. So Macon, I hope that you uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving viewing of Love Actually, and uh, that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And for the, po the folks listening, we're gonna have Stanford Steve in a moment, and we'll get you through your hungover uh, post-Thanksgiving haze. Make, thanks for joining us, best of luck to you. Be well, Chris, take care. Take care. All right, Stanford Steve is joining me. Uh, for the record, this is the day before Thanksgiving, because we don't feel like, I don't know about Steve. One of the great drinking days of the year, Chris. What, can I start tonight? This is one of the great drinking days of the year, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. See, this is a new thing for me because when I uh. was not when I was not a football player, I was yep. a kid, right? Yeah. And so you, yeah. you you took it where you could get them. You couldn't just be like, "Oh, this is the night before Thanksgiving." Let me, you know, that's not the way it works. Uh, now, no football. I Do you like ever remember a Thanksgiving without your dad working? No, we talked about that. We dropped the okay. pod. Sorry. Uh, for the people that that uh, are listening this morning on on Friday, uh, go back and check out the Howie Long, Kyle Long pod. We talked about how irregular it was. Like we, Dad would like lie about Christmas and say that Christmas was like the Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. You told me that last. You know year, what I mean? I like, and we we I'd go to school and be like, yeah, Christmas was like a day or two ago, and the kids would be like, no, dude, it was like five days ago or a week ago. Same thing with Thanksgiving, and that's Got okay. It. it makes you like, it makes you appreciate time together with the family. Like even my no whole, doubt my whole career, I never really had time with all of us together because. Kyle was playing at Oregon or Kyle was playing mm -hmm. in Chicago. I was playing in St. Louis or wherever else. And my brother would be somewhere else working for the Raiders. Um, yeah. So it was, it was always a struggle to get everybody together. And now you got a pandemic, but to your point, I can get drunk. Yeah. I'm, I'm 43, Chris. And I can't, this is the first year I can remember besides my senior year when we were, uh, we played Notre Dame the week after Thanksgiving, the year we went to the Rose Bowl. It's the first Thanksgiving. I can remember in my life, I am not at a high. I won't be at a high school football game Thursday morning. Thanksgiving really? morning. Swear to God, it's a Connecticut tradition. It's awesome. I grew up with it, obviously. But yeah, this is the first. Like I'm gonna wake. Like I have no idea because usually woke up, woke up, hungover as hell, and then you go to the game. It's at 10:30 in the morning. And you start drinking again, and then I started coaching. So then it was like toned it all the way back. But like. You know, it was it was just had something. You know, you had a goal that day. Yeah. It was it was great, great well, tradition. I didn't know about the high school football tradition. That sounds actually objectively very cool. I wish we had that. It's here. awesome. I, you seem like a guy who can wake up and roll pretty early after a night of drinking. Those, it's it's not getting easier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I used to need more sleep after a hard night of drinking than I do now. I don't need sleep anymore. I think I'm going through an interesting thing. You know, most people in their 30s, they're like, "Damn, I'm getting old and I'm losing it," but I'm gaining energy because I'm not on this hamster wheel all all year long. You know, 
fatigued and playing in the NFL. So I'm more rested in my 30s than I was in my 20s. But you also forgot one key word. What? We both have kids. Kids, yeah. Yeah, there's no more excuses, bro. Yeah, I can't sleep. There's till no 11. more. I can't sleep till last. Hangover with the kids is the worst. Sleeping in hungover nowadays is like 8:30. You know, like yeah, that's, exactly. That's that, those, that, yeah, kiss those days goodbye, bro. Now, now, <laughs> now, my lovely wife Meg, I want to shout her out. Uh, shout her out because she allows me to sleep late when I'm doing the podcasting thing late at night because I work long hours, late hours. So, like, she respects my sleep cycle is probably 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. most days. That's like me most days. Okay, 3 a.m. 9 a.m. But if I went out drinking the night before, there's no 9 a.m. You know, unless we both went out drinking and we talked about this and maybe you get the kids in the morning, I get mm -hmm. the nap. I always would rather opt for wake up early and then go back to bed than wake up late with a hangover. Okay. Because I love a nap, bro. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Especially if you have the kids that are young enough still that take naps and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go put so-and-so mm -hmm. uh, -so down. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do this week uh, in lieu of Thanksgiving, because Macon is slinging MLS, as you guys heard earlier. Selling oh. single-family homes. Uh, <laughs> we are going to go through the whole Sunday slate, and we're going to pick a winner or uh, an over-under. Okay. And I don't know. Maybe fans can submit ideas for you know what the loser has to do. We couldn't think of anything. So yeah. put it in the comments, uh, and we'll talk about it on the pod. Love it. We'll leave it to you, the listeners. Uh, let's just go through the slate. No particular order. I'm going to try to keep this as orderly as I can, the 1 p.m.s and whatnot, but this mm -hmm. is how I have it written down. Raiders-Falcons. This is an interesting one. Let's give our picks ahead and then justify so we're not cheating off each other. Okay. You go first. Um, Raiders. I got the Raiders, too. Damn it. Okay. Honestly, I like the over as much as anything. Think of how far the Raiders have come here. They beat. They got beat by the Chiefs last December, mm. forty to nine. Yeah. Think about, and the Chiefs are not much worse, if at all. I mean, the Raiders went toe to toe with these guys twice. They beat them once. We saw last Sunday night. It was too easy. They were moving the ball, and you know, like the Chiefs have to. And we said this on the pod. The Chiefs thought they had this division on lock as much as any division in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Now look around. You got mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. He's not going anywhere. You've got you've got Derek Carr, who looks like a new guy, and the Raiders have bucked a lot of trends. And Denver's got a tough defense, so um, good for the Raiders. It's going to be an interesting division for a long time, and I like them here in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about it last week. That's why I, I picked them last week. I just love how Gruden's get brought like this. I hate using the word old school, but like just this throwback. Out formation, you use extra linemen. You got a bell cow and Josh Jacobs. I feel like I talk about him every week. That's how much I like him. And Carr has just done a great job of not fucking it up. I mean, it's it's pretty silly. Like, don't throw picks, dude. And we'll go up and down the field with everybody. Aguilar has been an awesome addition. Good for him. I still think they should get rug, get more out of rugs. Waller is an absolute mismatch nightmare. And then when you throw in Moreau, the other tight end, now you get some balance. Now one guy's the motion guy. Now you put Moreau as the tight end, and you put Waller as the as the wing in the in the H back role. That is a matchup nightmare. And Carr is just, I'll keep us in manageable situations. And that way, our whole playbook is open. And uh, I still think they have, I mean, Edwards, the, run, the receiver, you talked about him at the beginning of the season. Yeah. We still haven't seen his ceiling. So, I mean, this thing, and they can play any style. I mean, they went to Oakland or Cleveland. They won in that shit weather. Yep. They won 16 to 6. They lose in a shootout last week for probably the best team in the league. They are versatile. Their defense isn't great. But their offense is going to constantly no. keep them in the mix, and they are a handful. To, I mean, just game planning-wise, they bring everything to the table. They think, can do everything. I think Max Crosby has a big day Sunday. I was going to say about both defenses, neither defense scares me, but like Grady yeah. Jarrett scares me defensively for Atlanta, and Max scares me defensively for Las Vegas. Those will be two guys to keep an eye on if you're if you're eyeing that total. I think one of the most interesting things about the Raiders last year is they were six and four going into late November. Mm -hmm. They lost the Jets by thirty one, the Chiefs by thirty one, the Titans by twenty one, the Jags and the Broncos. They had one win sandwiched late uh, against the Chargers. So an epic collapse by them late. They're not the same team. No. And this weekend will tell you a lot about that because this is a game that yeah. it feels trappy. Yes. At first, I thought the line stunk. 
I mean, I, I'm thinking, okay, recency bias. Well, Atlanta won like three of the last four. They they were beating shitty teams. They were beating like mm-hmm. beleaguered Panthers, Vikings, the Lions. Uh, I'm not buying it. And honestly, I don't think the Raiders feel like we just won a game at home against Kansas City. It's not like they're going to be relaxed. They're like, damn it, we can beat that team now. So they're not in some mindset where they're like, we've arrived because we played them close. They're pissed off. They want to go on the road and get a win. Uh, and also... They're talking about the playoffs. So Kevin Harlan's going to be on the call. This is going to be a very watchable game. Okay. Yeah, I love Kevin Harlan. You do? Yeah, I do. You know know who's awesome on games? Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Vilma is incredible. So mad we lost him at ESPN. He's one of my favorite guys I ever worked with. Everything I know about Jonathan Vilma was he was like a football genius. Like from Greg Williams and Jolon Dunbar, all those guys that... He's awesome. You know, we're down there. He's awesome. So... Um, really, if you get a chance, him and Kenny Albert are doing really good. first first year doing games today this year too. Like, it stuff is way harder than people think, and they've done a great job of calling. Try games. it sometime. Try <laughs> it sometime because, like, literally, yeah. Sit, try do, sit you know at what? Home. Sit do at a home. game. Watch a game and then go back and do it where you know everything's coming and see how you do. Yeah, just do it. Like, turn the volume off and try to call a game. Like I did it the other night. Uh, Third and seven, and you're just like, or wait, yeah. is it second down? Not that I would ever <laughs> want to do that because I think I think we're way too willy-nilly about people in the media because they're successful in the media they're like oh well i could do games like nah bro that's not how it works and also Mm. like everybody wants to do games right now like everybody so get in line let's go arizona uh new england by the way it's gonna be in the 40s sunday uh in new england and Mm -hmm. you know kyler he's had a long time to rest Mm -hmm. but that shoulder got a little banged up uh, in the Thursday night game. Yeah. 10 days to prepare. I usually I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome, but I don't think Cliff out coaches Bill. So what do you got? I will say this. I liked how they got Drake back into the running game with the Cardinals. Um, I actually was surprised, uh, in some big situations. If you go back to that Thursday night game, Kyler, we didn't see the, the, you know, the Ryan decide Kyler, um, you know, zone reads stuff where he kept it as much. Now I didn't get the chance to go back and watch it if he was just a give, but I feel like Cliff's got a little chip on his shoulder here. I think he's going to, um, have a little something, uh, for new England. You mentioned the weather, which is key. All right. Uh, we texted last week while the, uh, Texans and, and Patriots were playing and, you know, you were, you were asking what we, what do you have on that game? I yeah. said, you know, it's amazing how, how, how different the Patriots defense looks without playing, you know, with a monsoon right. going on. So I, I will, I know this is a, a public play, I know. but I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Cardinals there. And by the way, uh, the line as it sits right now is two and a half. Yeah. And traditionally, this is a, this, I mean, look at it. Uh, You know, you mentioned the time of game. It is, I see one o'clock against the West Coast team. Arizona, we know when, you know, traditionally a big spot to come back east. They don't play well. Um, But I'm going to buck the trend here and and, and think Cliff and the offense uh, get things good. Now, if it comes out that, Kyler Murray hasn't practiced all week or, you know, in the last 10 days, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at the practice things. Like that's a whole, I mean, obviously the Cardinals without uh, Kyler Murray is as uh, uh, thinkable as, as the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. I mean, that's how much much he means to them. He means a ton ton and his mobility means a ton. Yeah. Murray's held to fewer than 30 rushing yards. The cards are one, eight and one over his career. So, I got to think Bill knows that exactly, and Bill's going to be doing everything he can to make him beat the Patriots with his arm, mm-hmm. which he's very capable of doing. But it's one of those things like, I'm not going to let – it's like when you you scan a lineup and you're like, I'm not going to let that guy beat me. Mm-hmm. Anybody else can beat me, but that, yep. when you're looking at Kyler Murray, Bill's probably saying, I'm going to let him beat me in a bunch of ways, but he's not going to run for 100 yards. Now, I don't know uh, if he can pull that Great off. matchup with the Cardinal receivers and – Patriots secondary. Yeah, I'm gonna really fa- I'm, I'm gonna fade you. Okay, and go Pats just because of the arm concern, the wild card there. Also, the Pats are nine and three against the spread. The last twelve as dogs. Cards are two and seven yeah. against the spread. The last nine as favorites. So this just feels like a. I'm not positive. I'm skittish. I'm gonna go with uh, the hoodie. Okay. Two and a half though. It's basically like they might as well win outright. I, if I'm going the Pats, though, I would buy the half point. That's not going to be reflective of my pick. You wouldn't go money line. I think I'd just buy the half point. Okay. Um, and you think that's unwise. 
No, not at all. Not some at all. people think just buy just buy it if it's that tight. No doubt. Yeah. Some no pe- doubt. It's just that uh, we actually did this on a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago with Chris Andrews from South Point in Vegas, and who makes the lines for them, and he was talking about how you would think buying to three from three to three and a half, yeah, uh, is more profitable than buying or, or buy, you know uh, taking somebody that's two and a half, right, right. And it's it's not really it's the math really isn't there. It's it's I just like it this, is what I like the safety of that. I that three, you. you know what I mean? I'll buy three and a half. I just think you sound so confident that you would just take the extra couple shekels and Man, take the money line. I don't know. There ain't much riding in, unless uh, unless these folks in the mentions have really good ideas for this this gamble. <laughs> And we'll select it before we'll check dimensions. Absolutely. On Friday and Get see me. what people think. Uh, and hit Steve up on Twitter too. He's uh, he's a prolific tweeter. Um, <laughs> Chargers Bills. Ugh. This is an interesting one. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over, man. Okay, like I'm just gonna go over. I'm gonna cop out uh, because I'm afraid. This is one of those things. Like the Chargers, any lead they get is not safe. And I feel the same way about the Bills. Uh, I don't feel like the Bills are great at retaining three-score leads. I could mm-hmm. see them jumping out. I could see the Chargers, you know, kind of fighting back and making this thing close. But look at the Chargers since October. 31 points in a loss, 27 in a loss, 39 in a win, 30 in a loss, 26 in a loss, and 21 when they had that game that we talked about with the Dolphins where Justin looked kind of human and those big blitz packages and such. Yeah, thirty-four in a win last week against the Jets. Take that for what you will. I just think they're going to be up there in the mid twenties, and uh, the total right now uh, fifty-three and a half. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love the over. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Chargers. I think Bosa. I mean, you saw him getting into it with Flacco. Obviously, took a couple of shots at Flacco last week, but I think the Chargers D line has has the goods to frustrate. Allen and get him into some, you know, uh, not smart throws, I call them, uh, for him. But I think I think the Chargers could, could do some things. Obviously, the offense has been awesome. I mean, Herbert coming in, I, I just feel like – I mean, I, I give the kid the credit, but, man, his toys that he gets to play with on that offense are awesome. When Mike Williams is right, he is unguardable. Yeah. Keenan Allen can run every route in the book. Mm-hmm. The two tight ends are getting things going. Um, I, I think Herbert, the weather looks fine. Uh, that was the one thing I was I was looking at, but it looks like 50 degrees in Buffalo. Yeah, me as so, well. So um, yep. I think this will be a fun game. Uh, I, I think the Chargers have enough, you know, do what the Chargers do. Play well enough to lose a close game. So we'll take the five and a half. And you don't have to worry about it so much with Herbert and his performance because he's played at Oregon. He's played in the yeah, exactly. know, cold yep. rain and that sort of thing. Like it looks to be sunny. And in the interested 40s, to see uh, McDermott against uh, Herbert here. I want to see what he, you know, you mentioned the Miami thing, seeing what Miami exactly. did. Exactly. Really interested to see what happens That's there. That's the with one thing that gives me a little bit of pause, but I got to think it's going to be a high scoring game. You don't hate the over, do you? No, not at all. 53, 53 yeah. and a half. Yeah. It's, Get it, bud. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, the, I don't see but, either of these teams being under 25 points. Like, and period. I just. And, I just think of two teams that take shots down the field. These two are at the top of the list. Yep, exactly. Think, I mean, all. I mean, Diggs has been phenomenal. He feels like he gets his guaranteed touches early. And the best thing about those plays, if the guy gets beat, you get the PI call. And in this league, that hidden yardage is incredible, especially when you have an over. Oh, it's so big. It's so big. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just look at the way you know we talked about uh, last week. I mean, there should be, I don't know about a stat for yardage, but there should be a penalty yardage stat. Now, it's really hard because there's such a subjectivity when it comes to calling these PIs, but, you know, Mm -hmm. like last week, A.J. Brown, oh, A.J. Brown didn't have a touch until the third quarter. Well, A.J. Brown got mugged the first drive and set up, you know, a score that kept, really kept the Titans in the game because if they don't have that opening drive seven, that game gets ugly. So, you know, these teams are going to take their shots. Give me the over. Let's go uh, Giants-Cincy. I got the Giants here. Do we have to? The holiday season is in full swing, and with the professional and collegiate football seasons entering the playoff push, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants to put you in the center of the action. If you haven't tried it yet, head to the App Store now. 
because you don't want to miss what DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new customers are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet. They cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, new customers can bet this Sunday risk-free up to $100 when you use promo code GREENLIGHT during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500 deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, one 800 with it. I got the Giants here. I don't really care what the number is. I really should have jumped on it when it opened at like four. Uh, right now, it is... Mm, I think it's six. Six. 42 and a half. I'm going to go under. Yeah, the under is... The under I nice just play. Uh, the the John I'm a, I make all the NFC East jokes you want. I'm just sick and tired of it because I think it's so overanalyzed. Um, let it just play out. Like, why are we talking about a shit conference when there's so much other good stuff to be talking about? Drives me nuts about uh, sports talk. But hey, that's the that's the profession I chose. Whoopee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, they said Allen's going to start now a quarterback for the Bengals. Finley um, got thrown to the Wolves in the third quarter uh, last week against that uh, Washington defense who has it humming right now. Um, so that was a tough spot. Uh, I give the kid a break there. No one was expecting him to do anything. Right. But I, I just, but it's, it isn't going to be pretty. This this game, I mean, Daniel Jones has done some nice things running the football, but consistently I just don't see it. Um I don't want to give any points, and I don't want to take any points, so I'll just root for an ugly game and uh, take the under. Uh, let's see. The we don't need anything more on that game. Money line <laughs> is a little – I don't love the odds. Minus 265. No yeah. thanks. Yeah, we won't spend much time otherwise. But I kind of want to just hammer it so that I can enjoy it. <laughs> Just be distracted. I'm supposed to be watching the marquee. By the way, this yeah. this slate isn't great this Sunday. No. Four o'clock. Four o'clock's where it's at. Yeah, the four o'clock's where it's at. And like, yeah, the the, the Shanahan's own the Rams, but I'm just gonna be focused on Bucks Chiefs. I mean, and we'll get to that in a second. Oh, all right. I got my eyes on another one. Oh, you do? Yeah. There's only three, aren't there? Who's the yeah. other one? The one you didn't mention, Saints at Broncos. Oh, that's going to be fun. That'll be fun. Yes. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Browns-Jags. This is, speaking of just abhorrent games to look at, I'm going to go with the over. The Browns have had to deal with wind, inclement weather the entire month of October. They've scored a combined, I believe, uh, let's count them up, Six points against the Raiders, 10 points against the Texans, and 22 against the Eagles. Well, Carson scored nine. So the the Browns offense, I can't tell if it's going to throw them off to be playing in sunny, sunny Jacksonville. Or exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, do you, do you, how do you lean there? I could, like, uh, this could be a game where, like, Browns guys are come out and they got, like, they're cramping in the, in the first quarter, second quarter, because they're not used to these conditions, you know? Um, I like your call there. Uh, Jacksonville, I give them credit, man. They keep playing. I'll take, I'll take plus the seven here. As much as I want to see the Browns in the playoffs, uh, I just feel like they're still going to get there, but they're going to drop one of these games because just like the Dolphins last week, they're due. They're not an elite team. Uh, this just feels like a spot where, um, and I know I've said that for a couple weeks and they've totally done me wrong. Uh, but I don't want to say I like what I've seen from Jacksonville, but they haven't quit, no, man. Like, they they, they're they still haven't playing. Quit. They got the rookie quarterback. He's going to try and make plays. He wants to win a spot. So uh, getting, give me a full touchdown, you know, in a game like this, I'll, I'll take it. Where Cleveland's uh, not sure what. They were wow, we're going to have good footing at 76. Just look um, at their so, first seven games, though. They, they and and of course, they you know they were they were rolling a little bit more offensively, but they were in the 40s with regularity. The totals were in the 70s and the 60s. So I just feel like, and I kind of hate it because I'm looking at the the total being 49, and I'm I'm looking at by the way it's six and a half right now on DraftKings. So do you like that still? You buy the half point or you buy the seven? Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna be buying. I'm gonna think I'm gonna buy something here in a little bit. <laughs> uh, here's one I love. I love the Vikings in this spot. Love the okay. Vikings against the Panthers. You could look at the over. 
That's an over for me. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. definitely look at the over. The Vikings indoor, 28, 34, 40, 31. They laid an egg against the, the Colts, uh, but the Colts defense is very good. Mm-hmm. And they've been really good scoring the football inside. The one thing I'm nervous about is, do we know if Teddy's back? He was almost back this week. we got to assume he's probably back. I would think he's going to want to play against his former team too, right? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I like the Vikings. I think they're going to run the ball uh, at will. And if you had to lean one way, if you're not just doing the over. Oh, uh, yeah, Vikings. Yeah, probably. Uh, big, uh, you got a, uh, Thielen, I think I saw, it was a false positive. So he's going to play. That was news. Miami, New York. Give me the Jets. That's a lot of points for a team that I think we maybe, to your point last week, a little bit of overvaluing. Their defense, their special teams, they came back down to earth in Denver. They, Who knows how to – I like B-Flow's move, right? I like the – hey, if, yes. you, if, yeah. you, if you got a guy – and we talked about this last week. If you got a guy like Fitzpatrick who's got a role and he's not like an equal to Tua when it comes to the future of this franchise, in a spot, say, hey, man, love you. You're our guy. But this fourth quarter, we're going to go with the guy who's used to crisis management. Right now we're in crisis. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But Tua – I don't know how he's going to respond to this. You know, like, you know, in Alabama, there was some back and forth. and But this is different. And I don't know how this work week goes. Sleepy week, the Jets, Thanksgiving week. Give me the Jets getting a whole touchdown. What do we got for uh, over-under here? 44 and a half. Yeah, that feels like an under. Everybody's got their Adam Gase jokes uh, with Flacco the last couple of weeks. They've competed. Um, they've thrown it. They got Perriman. Um, they've got Sims, the rookie who they drafted. Both big guys. They got Herndon going. Flacco's done a great job of just giving those guys shots to throw. I mean, that's the thing. The Jets, I mean, with Sam, was, I think he was so timid and afraid to make a mistake early in the season that it really affected their ability to throw the ball down the foot. And, of course, they got destroyed with injuries and, yeah. and COVID and stuff like that. They lost 24 nothing last time. Uh, that was at Miami. But you look at the Jets, uh, you know, played played well enough, I thought, to win. It's just turn up. Flacco made uh, a horrible pick six. Uh, and then the week before that, you know, they, they should have beat the Patriots. So, I mean, they've scored 28 and 27 in the last two games. That, I mean, the offense has got it going. I'd still respect the hell out of Flores and the Dolphins' D. So, I will stay away from the side and go under here. I, I kind of like teasing the Jets maybe with the tease God. He's in the building. I feel like teasing the Jets with something else. Wednesdays, he's here. He shows up on Wednesdays. Yeah, he's tease here. God. Tease God is in the building. <laughs> Pay homage. I might have to tease them uh, with, with somebody else. Maybe uh, maybe with the Chargers. Get the Chargers into double digits. and Or or you could tease them with the, uh, the G-Men. Because you know the G-Men are winning this fucking game. I, I like Joe Judge. They're going to win this game. Okay. He's going to have you them You say ready. so. You say yeah. so. Well, Cincinnati, man. Cincinnati, you got to understand when you lose your your the future yeah. of the franchise, such sobering news like that. It's like they talked about it last week and Taylor, they asked him, did that kill the vibe? And he was like, no. That's bullshit. It crushes the vibe. <laughs> you know, I've been there when Sam Bradford got hurt and people now Ugh. look at Sam and they're like, oh, well, Sam, you know, it didn't pan out. Sam was offensive rookie of the year. Sam was... Sam got assaulted his entire career in St. Louis. So at the very least, I, I always say like it's an incomplete grade on on a Sam Bradford. And when he got when he tore his ACL, not just the first time, but the second time, the whole locker room is just like crushed for a solid two weeks. Like it's just really hard as a football team, even though that team was going nowhere, to say, okay, we're in a pandemic. The next six weeks, we have to go out there every Sunday, and you know, you know, we're gonna lose. When we had Joe, we had a fighting chance. We could spoil things. It was exciting. It's a big depression that the team goes through. I just like the Giants. So you could tease you could tease the a New York teaser. How about that? A Thanksgiving. There you go. There you go. For the love. For the love of New York. Big Apple. Yeah, the Big Apple <laughs> teaser. I'm giving it out. <laughs> Let's go New Orleans, Denver. Very, very, very interesting. I like the under. 
Okay. I like Denver. Um, uh, we talked about this Sunday night. Uh, the first, I think it was the first thing we talked about was Taysom Hill. And you asked me, you know, my thoughts. I, the first thing I said was they're not going to want to play. They cannot win a playoff game with him at quarterback. And it feels like it's just one Eagles. of these. If they play the Eagles, they might. One of these narratives, uh, Chris, that, you know, what, you know, all this anticipation, you know, was about Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill. And he played well enough to win. You know, they beat the Falcons. They held the Falcons to three field goals. Great job to them. They gain a game uh, on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers lose Monday night. Everybody thought this was going to be the time where the Buccaneers, you know, start to, you know, you know, go and catch the Saints. Now it's just like, it's, it's just, what have you done for me lately? All right, it's done with. The Saints are fine. Taysom's going to be all right. No, I, I, this is where one of those circumstances where you're going to play in the toughest place to play in the league, in my opinion, even though I never stepped foot in the field. Um, that defense is real, man. Chubb is a mother. I mean, God, he don't he's stop so coming, good, dude. I, I he's love, got I love, every. I love to me, dude. I mean, you know, way more than yeah. me. To me, he's got every move in the book, all the tools, just enough edge. And I still don't think he uses his strength enough. Listen, just if that en- makes just any sense, en- just enough bend to be an edge threat as a guy who can run through you. And that's the thing that, like, to your point, his strength is. I mean, when he when he's using his angles and he's yeah. using his hands, I mean, it is fun to watch. I, oh man, he might not be the best in the league, but it's f- maybe one of the most fun to watch in the league. And it's the same thing with like Zadarius Smith in my book. It's like, what style of fighter do you like? You know, like yeah, no doubt. Yeah, God, that's such a great call because like my favorite DN to watch is Bud Dupree. Like he's he just balls just, he's just balls to the wall. And exactly, he does, and it's he does, just he does you that, know you're getting everything. a straight dog every time. He knows that he he does everything. He's not like a prolific one on one winning pass rusher, nope. but he's just balls to the wall. He's perfect for that scheme. He also runs down plays on the backside with violence. Yes. he never stops running. He's good enough in coverage. He's a big hitter. He's fun, man. He's fun. I, I, I fell in love with him at college. Uh, it, we had him on Scott's podcast this past kid. week. It's a really he's, good. Kid. Oh God. Just, just great. He's a just good great dude, dude. man. But uh, going back man. to Denver, I just, I, I, lo- I think, I think Drew can make enough plays against the Saints uh, D. I thought the Saints D played out of their minds, uh, and Denver started running the football a little bit better, and they ran it on Miami, which is one thing I did not think was going to happen. I knew it was a tricky spot, but Denver, I thought, ran with success uh, in some key. Se- I'm not saying they ran for a billion yards, but in key spots where they needed rushes, they got it. And, and if Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble that ball in the one yard line we're not even talking about fitzy and tua and yeah, all that yeah, stuff the blowout. so i i mean fangio we talked about fangio he's not a head coach but i mean they're they're ready to play every week denver and there's that defense is ready to go every week so uh this is a this this line smells to me um i'll, I'll take denver here you think denver could win it outright yeah i do if if they could get Taysom to be that uncomfortable for sure because think about it. If you look at the Saints game last week against the Falcons, Falcons jump out. I think it was, the, but they can only get two field goals. Right. And then it's nine, and then it's nine three. And then the Saints get a huge touchdown to make it 10 9. The Camara run where he made um, 45. He made him look stupid. Yeah. In the Reed. Of the hole. <laughs> had, had a free, free reign. Um, but. Right there, that's a huge score because now New Orleans gets the lead. They don't have to, you know, they, they could play defense um, and, and do whatever they want to do offensively, knowing that they have so they have that wiggle room. And then they get another one on a scramble. So I think, yeah, if Denver could jump out, I mean, if think about it, if Denver uh, jumps D- out to a two score lead, yeah, come on, D- Taysom ain't coming back. It's Deion Jones, is the kid. Deion Jones, yeah, I just yes, I not think of his name. Free run at, at Camara right in the middle of the hole in the B gap. Nobody's there. It's on the one yard line. Camara shakes him and goes outside and scores. Listen, it's stupid. I, uh, what what do we have here uh, on the number? Yeah, I see six forty three and a half. And what's the total on draft? Forty three and a half. I still like the under. I'm not going to overthink it. But, okay. but I like them both. I mean, again, T's got in the building. I mean, this is an easy. Heck yeah. This is an easy. Get it up to almost fifty and and ride the the the, the Broncos because this is the perfect game where you see Taysom's limitations. Um, yep, that's that, that's what I'm going off of here. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. The line is three and a half. I'm going over. 
Over looks like a safe bet. What's the total here that you're looking at? 55 and a half. I don't even care what yeah, it is. It's just Tom, Tom ain't going out like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, Mm-mm. And, I, and if I had to lean, it's three and a half. I might buy to get it to four, which is some people are going to scoff at me. But I, I really do think this game is going to be tight or Tampa Bay is going to surprise some people and win it outright solid. Great. Um, so give, Greater, uh, give me the Chiefs went and got their game that they had to get last week the, in the division game, you know? Yep. Give me and the now they go. The, okay. Yeah, so you, you're on the over. I'm on the Bucks. Uh, Love it. San Francisco, L.A., here's the, the game that I probably won't be watching closely in the 425 <laughs> slot. I, listen, I already know what you're going to pick. I buy the Rams. I totally buy the Rams. Heck yeah. I totally do, and I've been up and down and hard on them this year because it was really hard with their resume to say that they were a great team when they were just beating the NFC East, okay? Mm-hmm. That defense is unbelievable. Best defense very, in the league. Very, very right versatile. Best versatile. Defense, best defense in the league right now. Wow. Yeah. I hate saying it, but I love Chicago. <laughs> I love their defense too. I love and, their but, defense. but Eddie Jackson just went on IR, I think. And if they had you're right. And if they had more if they had more complimentary football, maybe they'd be able to show themselves as the best defense in the league. I yes. think from a personnel exactly. team. But right now, like passing league. Seeing these young DBs there peaking, you've got 31 that's just been like he's shot up like a rocket late in the year. You've had Jalen Ramsey take people away. You've got Aaron Donald. You know who else is playing great football? Michael Brockers, Ab- Floyd. Yeah. They're getting the most out of Floyd because Floyd, when you yep. have when when you have Floyd, and he had Akeem Hicks in Chicago. Sometimes it takes a a fresh start, but Aaron Donald takes things away uh, that you you have options of how you can block your edge rushers. Also, the drop target gets deeper. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a guy in Floyd who's not a power rusher per se. He's a, he's a run the hoop guy. He's got yeah. length. Floyd, but you tell him, good. hey, go do that thing you do. Yeah. Just go. Don't yeah. worry about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> this de- this defense is really good, man. Uh, I don't know. Right. If, I don't Great know. Call. I, I don't know if they're the best in the league, but they're they're up there. I want to say Pittsburgh's the best in the league, but they just haven't performed up to last year's standard. They're almost like a victim of their own success, and I'm admitting that. But but yeah, I, I'm going I'm, t- I'm going San Francisco here. Okay, I'm gonna go under. Uh, I will tell you well, just real quick on the Pittsburgh thing. The whole Pittsburgh dynamic of the defense is only gonna be judged on what they do in the playoffs. That's the only. That's the only yeah. like like it's. Um, I mean, there's so and many things. I like things. them in the playoffs when the weather gets cold mm-hmm. and pass rush starts being really important. Yep. And the continuity, the guys that have been there before, that defense is gonna thrive. But right now. I got I got to give the respect where the respects due and give I love it to it. the Rams. Also, people, it's so funny. Everybody swears, and you you and Scott probably deal with it all the time, or any people in the media is like, you hate my favorite team. I oh. evidently hate the Rams because they cut me and let me go win two Super Bowls. Like I'm, I hate the Rams because of that, and I never talk about them. If you pick against anyone's team that team you paid them well i picked against i picked against the niners because we know how i feel about the niners in general but uh the Mm -hmm. first time these two played i'm not making the same mistake again the the line is seven it was a lot tighter the first time they're the same teams i don't know who's playing a quarterback this year this week i haven't even paid attention is it going to be jimmy g is it going to be mullins like what did i miss uh by interchangeable We'll figure it out Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just I'm just taking the Niners because Shanahan is. I got you on point. Chicago Green Bay Sunday night. I'm really looking forward to this game. I really why am. because why? I think I think it's tight. I like the Bears. Is Foles? He's questionable. I think Foles is going to play, and I like the Bears. Wow. Okay, so you have to consider one thing. How are you feeling about the Packers coming off that Colts game? Because in a lot of ways. For most of the game, it felt like a win. Yeah, and then and then like the end, they just kind of collapse. I mean, what's your spin on coming off that game? I worry the Packers' defense is going to be relaxed, knowing that they're getting Chicago, who's not really thought of. Does that make sense? Yes, that's why I like the I like the Bears, and I think the Bears have what it takes to play low scoring games against the Packers. God, it feels like I'm taking every under. It's in Green Bay. Yeah, I'll go under forty-five. Oh wow, they play week seventeen. Yeah, they 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 play. All twice right, here. this is. I love seeing first-time matchups yeah, this late this, in the this year. Is this is gonna, great. This is going to be fun, and I'm just telling you. I said it early in the year. 
we can laugh about you know Nick's volatility, the ups and downs. You can laugh about Matt Nagy. You can laugh about the Bears. The first game I saw these two teams play was last year. Coming out of retirement, I went and watched um, my brother play, and I sat in the suite and I tailgated. That shit sucks. Going to an NFL football game is not that cool. I wanted to get out of there by halftime, but the score was like nine to seven. Okay, mm-hmm. the teams ain't that much different. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean the, the 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 bones are there. There's a quarterback difference in Chicago, and I actually like my chances against uh, Aaron better with uh, Nick Foles than I do Mitch. But even if Nick doesn't play. You look at the, the the floor for this team, and that's a close, low scoring ball game. I believe that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll I'll go under, and hopefully it's ugly. Tennessee Indies like the game of the day. Yeah. Here's my read on this game. Okay, like historically, Indy has been pretty good against the spread against these guys. I you know you look back, they've handled their business against the Titans in recent history as well. So mm-hmm. it feels like a stay away when it comes to the line for me. I also don't think we should overreact to two weeks ago because when your special teams pisses down their legs that bad, you're going to get a 34-17 type ball game. Tennessee was in control of that football game for a lot of it. And I no also, doubt. I also no think doubt. you could get a letdown here. Probably what I would do is tease the under and, uh, and the Titans here. But if I had to take anything, ugh, I'm probably going to go with the Colts. Oh no, I can't do it. I can't. T- I can't pick against my boys. Fuck it. I'm all in on the Titans. Give me the Titans, especially because what is it? Three and a half. Three, three and a half. It's right around there. Yeah, if I can get it three and a half, I definitely. I think I like the Titans. They're not going to do all the fucked up shit they did in that losing effort less than a month ago. It's really hard to beat a team twice in a month. Okay, here's here's a question for you because you lived it. I didn't. They play that Thursday night, right? Thirty four seventeen. You just yeah. talked about. It. They get the extra rest. They both win overtime games this past Sunday. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. What's left in the tank? Well, uh, is that why you might like the under? Mm hmm. Uh, but I can't give out every under on this slate, which feels like I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I feel like both of them might have a lot in the tank, but in a rivalry football game, sometimes you're just like. You're just drunk. You're just like, okay, it's you're just gonna keep going. You know, like you're just, mm-hmm. you know, it's rock. I'm going it's under. Rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah, ride it, man. Do go with the under. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna make the stupid heart pick. I love the Titans, man. I just, I just, I love Rabel. They don't have any pass rush right now. I could put on ten pounds. <laughs> make a run. What do you think? What number would you wear? Ooh, in Tennessee. Mm. Whatever you, whatever Mike Vrabel wanted me to wear, I'd just be happy to come to Good work. Good answer. I, uh, I like the Titans, man. Give me the Titans. Okay. Good. Right. Under. All right. So All right. to review real quick, again, yep. we, we said we both are on Vegas. I'm on the the over in the in the the LA Buffalo game. Uh, you are on the Chargers. Chargers. I got the Giants. You got I the, got the under. Giants under. Uh, I got Tennessee. You have the under. Cleveland. I have the over. Uh, and you have Jacksonville. Carolina, I got Minnesota, and you have the over. Over. Yeah, over guy. Arizona, I, I got New England. I'm going to fade myself and my own instincts. Um, yeah, I don't love that one. You, you're thinking about repicking. And you, no. have, and you have the Cardinals. Miami, uh, New York, I have the Jets uh, keeping it close, and you had the under. New yep. Orleans, Denver, you had the Denver Broncos, and I have mm-hmm. the under. San Francisco, LA, I got San Francisco. You have the under. <laughs> you have the over in the Kansas City Tampa game, and I've got the Bucks. Uh, Chicago, I've got, you've got the under, uh, and that rounds it out for us. All right. So, again, everybody enjoy their Sunday. I hope the train is still rolling for you, and you haven't. Do you get the Sunday? 12, we're going twelve picks, twelve on twelve. Yeah. Do you get the Sunday? Do you get the Sunday scaries? Uh, like after drinking, like with the hangovers in the evening, you just get all kind of like uneasy. Does that happen to you at all? Or do you do, see? I get the. I get the. I feel uneasy after binge drinking. I just. I just am not well. I'm just not happy. I've just been forcing myself to get on that damn Peloton in the morning, and that really – it's its painful, and I, there's been some ass whoopings, but it – I mean, 
you get out of the shower. I, I mean, it's it's the best medicine. It sucks to do and it's hard to do, but that's all I've been trying to do. So you think Steve's hangover tips? Get up early and get on the Peloton. Got to get a sweat. Do you get have a favorite? A sweat. Do you have a favorite Peloton coach to scream at you and get you? Alex Toussaint, don't mess around. That Alex is Toussaint. a bad man. Okay, that Alex is Toussaint. a bad, bad man. Oh, you know what I wanted to show you? The last ride I took, it was cover songs, and your boy came up. Whom? Willie. Oh, Willie Nelson. A lot no. of people cover Willie. A lot of people covered each other back then. Willie covered Almond Brothers, Midnight Rider. That was the first song of the Peloton ride I did the other day. And I was jacked up. I never heard it before. I don't know if I've ever heard the. Maybe I have. Uh, it's really, really good. Okay. It's on Electric Horseman. Okay. That's a fucking soundtrack. Oh, love me some Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson would be also a good plan for anybody this week that wants to avoid a hangover. I'm going to be Willie Nelson <laughs> Nelsoning the entire week. I'm Willie Nelsoning as soon as I get home. Like before I walk in the door, I'm going to be Willie Nelson. All right. Which always takes the edge off. Just be careful of the trip to fame. What is it? Trip to, trip fame. to fame. Put All you right, to sleep, guys. So, right. yeah, hopefully, you're still, the train is still moving on Sunday. Track our picks and Friday. Absolutely. Please. Leave us uh, a message, so to speak. Leave us some, uh, you know, some ideas on how we might settle this uh, Thanksgiving Sunday slate bet. Uh, Steve, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and yours, to the Stanford Steve family. Chris, before I go, have you ever seen thirty six throw it to ninety nine back to thirty six? Buddy, only in Charlottesville, Virginia. I was so proud when we made bad beats. I was That's all Macon, man. Macon gave me the heads up. I got my highlight people on it ASAP. So you, uh, you don't think you don't think that you would have found that if it weren't for Macon? No, no. This is what happened. So Macon texted me, and then I sent Mar highlight guy, who's who basically cuts all our highlights for bad beats. And he's like, "I'm actually he's a degenerate. His name's uh, Gifford Gold. Awesome Maybe we should kid, get young his buck." Picks. Uh, no, you don't want his fix. He's not, no. But he's actually was assigned to the Virginia game. And he's like, I'm sitting, like I tech making texting me a second after the game oh, was over. Yeah, he was texting me too. Like you will not fucking and believe how it ended. Gifford is like, watching. you're not going to believe it. But I actually, that was a game. He was assigned to him in screening back in Bristol. So he was all over it. He knows every line and everything. So it was, it was a great collaboration uh, that I wanted to get in uh, because it's, do you, it, believe I want to make sure make, uh, do you believe Bronco and the bingo card story? I do, because he's not even. Here's the, type. the deal. He's here's the, the deal, and I give the, I give the oh, the OC credit because here's what I think happened. I think he gave the play, and the signal came in wrong. Yeah, I yeah. think it got signaled in wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I think it happened. I give the OC a lot of credit that he took he took the blame. But well, he's got I mean, to. you had to think something was going yeah, on. Yeah, listen, they're not the you type, know? but for people that are listening, uh basically go look at bad beats this week. My Virginia oh. Cavaliers, it was they were up by a million points. Abilene Christian did a bowling pin celebration in the wee hours of the game, down thirty. Next play backed up to our own goal line. We run like a reverse pass to a quarterback who's a walk-on and wears number 36. We got another quarterback wearing number 99. Like, things are complicated. Anyways, that went that went badly. Uh, and then if you had Abilene, you, you, you absolutely got smoked because with 15 seconds to go, they're driving, trying to just run their offense, and we pick sixed it to uh, cover. And blitzed. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a little thing. Anyways, I believe Bronco. I think it but I, a I just, translation. Yeah, I just think it's a really tough for Abilene head coach to be like, like you know, Broncos running across the field, be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry about like that's the first." Thing yeah, he's you saying. if you were you know, if sorry, you were doing a fuck it's you just thing, like, if you were doing a great right, dude, it still doing, happens. Yeah, if you were doing a fuck you thing, it's like, okay, you just did the bowling pins. Now we're gonna run a reverse pass out of our end zone. Chances are, you wouldn't run across to apologize. You would just be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Bronco, no, no. he's a solid dude. Well, that's Agreed. great, man. I was so yeah. proud. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. We'll see Have you. a great weekend. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right.